Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. It is draft month. That's right. It's April. April 28th is when the draft is. Today is April 7th as we record this. Um, You'll be hearing this on April 8th. Regardless... Um, there is a lot to talk about. The Lions at that number seven spot make it really interesting. A uh, lot of possibilities there. So what we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to do a mock draft of the first seven picks of the NFL draft because that's going to kind of give us a picture of what the Lions have available, what we think they have available. And then we're going to pick who we think we're going to be taking in the second round as well. So a way too early two-round mock draft. Let's get to it. Grab your Kool-Aid. Sit back and relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back, and it is April. And that means, of course, the NFL draft is right around the corner. As we record this, it is exactly three weeks away. So we have a lot to talk about here. Um, But before we get into everything we're going to be talking about, let's go around and introduce most of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. We're missing one, but we got Bob. Hello. Rudd Dog. Yo. And UJ. Hey, Lions fans. And I'm Big Z. So what we're going to be doing on this podcast is going over the first two rounds of the draft for the Lions, pretty much just talking about what we think is going to happen at the top of the draft and who we think uh, we're going to be taking seventh overall. If it it will be seventh overall, maybe one of us projects a trade. I don't know. Um, And then we'll be talking about who we might target with that second pick. So this is like an early two-round mock draft, if you will, but just focusing on the Lions specifically. And then going forward uh, from this, we will be having uh, more additional discussions about um, some maybe late-round prospects on both sides of the ball. So, gentlemen. Um, hey, Z, can I just yeah. say something real quick? Yeah, interrupt me. Go ahead. Our, our last podcast, we had Michael Rothstein from ESPN on, which was awesome. But uh, that's right. he immediately resigned that post <laughs> after talking to us. I know. He's in Atlanta. So, uh, I don't know what we did. We, we drove him out of the, off the beat. <laughs> It is unbelievable timing. <laughs> I think we were the last one to interview him before he changed uh, team. So, I mean, that definitely yeah. means something, I think. that That is wild. Uh, yeah, that was crazy timing. But it was cool talking to him. He's very knowledgeable. Because we, we were growing him a, like, a little bit for not like being a fan, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, among some other things, and not being a true Kool-Aid drinker. So maybe... That upset yeah. him a little too much. Now he we're not going to call the Kool Aid. The Hawaiian Punch podcast is not going to land now. No, 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 no chance. <laughs> no way. But how could um, it? it? Was made by a non Kool Aid drinker. I did. I mean, come on. That's true. That's a fair point. Um, so let let's now move on to uh, focusing on the main topic of this episode, and that is uh, the first two rounds of the NFL draft. But let's start here with the first round. I mean, but before we even get to the Lions. I kind of want to walk through what's what has gone on uh, in front of the Lions this year. 
And it's it's kind of been uh, crazy how much activity has happened a month out from the draft. Pretty much, it's pretty like pretty wild. These teams have not, uh, you know, waited until draft day or a couple, maybe even a couple days before the draft to see how everything was going to shake out. Uh, so you got the you have the um, Jaguars picking first overall, and be, before we move on to the rest. We all we all think they're taking Trevor Lawrence, right? There's no way. Yeah, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. About if it. not, <laughs> we should find a way to trade up to number two. <laughs> that dude is um, too good. I think that's a pretty much foregone conclusion. Uh, so there and now, so now at number two is the New York Jets, and no there brainer. was some there was some speculate maybe they might not take a quarterback just because they still had Sam Darnold. He's 25 years old only. Oh. Uh, well, the Carolina Panthers trade. For him, uh, two fourths and a second round pick. What what do we think of that trade? Is that a good is that a good trade? Uh, good for the for Jets. Yeah, good, good for the Jets. Jets. Yeah. I don't know about for the Panthers. I mean, if he works out, then obviously, but I don't think it's going to work. Out. Well, first of all, Darnold. I don't think he's as bad as everyone says he is. I think he's a pretty gifted quarterback, and I think he's got a chance to do well this week. So, uh, Carolina's taking a chance on having a guy that can step in right away. So. Sam, Although Sam Darnold, his only play arguably- is going to be a. Drop off to Christian McCaffrey every play. That's just that's, that's not a bad play. play. <laughs> what were you yeah. saying, Zay? I was going to say, um, you know, Sam Darnold was uh, working behind what a lot of people thought was the worst offensive coordinator in the entire NFL, and Adam Gase. So yeah, I think that has team, something. Team to maybe, is terrible. <laughs> yes, and he was constantly reprimanded by every type of analytic person out there. Uh, he it, it, he kind of went and. A lot of coaches around the league, I don't think, respected him either. Uh, so, there, if I, I was telling Bears fans, like, I would rather be – I would be more concerned if Sam Darnold went to the Bears than, like, them signing Andy Dalton, you know? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised they didn't make a push for him because it wasn't that steep of a price, you know, compared I'm, to what they were offering for Cam Newton or whatever. Um, I mean, not Cam Newton. Uh, so, you guys Russell think the Panthers Wilson. did good then? Russell Wilson. So, you think the Wilson. Panthers got a good trade then? I think – just for how young he is, uh, I think there's a lot of upside there for them. Yeah. So, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's got upside. A lot of people like him. But yeah, yeah they, he's a like quarterback. The, but. It's not like the Panthers so, are going to have a chance at the top of the draft for one of these guys anyway. So, so and, yeah. that, and that trade also affects us a little bit because they're right behind us in the draft. Um, and that might take them out of the running to trading up one spot for a quarterback with us. Yeah. And, and the Panthers did go after Stafford, right? So they were they did. They've been looking for a quarterback. So they were out they were on the market. They're the top contender for Deshaun Watson before all his uh the lawsuits uh, started coming, then they pulled out of that. Uh so um <laughs> it, that that so that that's how it affects the Lions too, that trade as well. In addition to the fact that at number two, I think the consensus is that Zach Wilson will be going there. So he will yeah, not be coming to Lions, I don't think uh you did. Wow. <laughs> a little bummed about that. Yeah, I am too. Perfectly it, fine with it. It'd be really fun to see him in a line uniform. Absolutely. But... It would be like Stafford uh-huh. 2.0 almost. It, it, he reminds me of Stafford that. a little bit as far as his arm and maybe not quite Stafford S, but it's pretty damn good arm, but a little more athleticism. So yep. It's kind of a lot of people, reminds me of him. A lot of people are comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, actually, uh, with his ability to kind of throw off like no, on no. the run. I'm just telling no, you. <laughs> no, forget no. Yeah, UJ's a person too. He's not <laughs> um, well, So at number three, the Sam. So this is crazy. That's where uh, it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
um, San Francisco 49ers trade up. Um, they pretty much give up two sec, uh, two first-round picks, technically three because they swapped this year's first-rounders as well. Three first-round picks and I believe a third-rounder um, wow. to move up to number three from the 12th spot. And all signs are pointing to them taking a quarterback. Who that quarterback is, nobody's quite sure, but a lot of signs are saying Mac Jones, which is pretty crazy. I've heard that. Yeah. A lot uh Daniel Jeremiah, all these like insiders that are very familiar with scouts uh have Mac Jones in their mock draft going number three because that's what they're hearing from around the league, um, is that Mac Jones is who the forty niners are targeting wow. number three. Which is kind of crazy considering a lot of people that could be like Trey Lance quarterback. Good for us if it's Mac Jones, because that leaves Justin Fields and Trey Lance still yeah. floating for the next two picks or three picks in front of us. So Yeah. Yeah, and what do we think about, the, like, how much the 49ers got for that number three pick? I think Bobby oh, yeah. mentioned it in our, our yeah, text like, group. Yeah, like, last year we had the three pick, but it, it didn't have the value it does this year. I know no. everyone's like, why didn't they trade back? But I don't think the trades were there. I mean, there's no. such a good quarterback class this year. They were. We that, picked a uh, cornerback at number three. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah. <laughs> like. Even the guys pick- we wanted, other people we could have taken, There's there was no, like, superstars out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's just unfortunate uh, for the yeah. Lions. There. Yeah, um, and they, they would have been in that spot if, like, say you know they if Todd Gurley doesn't fall into the end zone yeah. on the one yard line, um, <laughs> yeah, right. or Mitch Trubisky doesn't, or Romeo Quire doesn't cause that fumble against Mitch Trubisky against the Bears, the Lions would be up at that number three spot. So. Well, um, or if Swift brings onto the ball early, we would be even further back. So, you know, you can yeah. play game. Yeah, day. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying it's crazy <laughs> how much luck is involved and stuff with the draft. Absolutely. So, who um, do you have not pick him, Z? I'm going to go with Mac. I'm going to go with the people that know people and say Mac Jones as well. That's who I think. Awesome for number us. I don't think so. Who do you think, UJ? I think Justin Fields. Yeah, they. I mean, all these teams like to throw smoke screens out there, but this uh, is. I think a lot of that is smoke screens. Justin Fields is too got too much upside. I, I know he's had some inconsistencies in college, and that's the thing that keeps me from liking him so much. But I, he's got a lot of upside with his speed and his arm. Uh, I don't see how they pass on Justin Fields first. I mean, I feel like I I agree as far as my personal assessment, but and and there's smoke screen and then there's been rumors and i feel like in recent years rumors in the top of the draft have been incredibly accurate like i don't know how it is but the 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 grapevine is very leaky in the nfl i feel like so i wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being mac jones and i think that's great for us that pushes another quarterback that would be great for us yeah i mean first of all all these quarterbacks going high is making these elite players fall down to us at mm-hmm. seven potentially yeah. which is another, yeah. which we well, what about to. The CBS mock has Trey Lance in that slot. Well, how would you feel about that for the Lions' sake? That's good, too, I yeah. think. Mac Jones would be better just because I don't think anyone else was calling him in the top five. <laughs> yeah, like, I Trey see. Lance has been – but, yeah. Trey Lance is a big unknown. I mean, he's, he's super talented, but he's got such a small, uh, you know uh, – Extremely to, small. You know, only played one game this year. Not, I mean, not his fault. Just he, he no. played one game. I'm sure his upside is incredible, but with Mac Jones, I mean, he played for Alabama and Justin Fields or Ohio State. These guys have a lot of film on him and, and played against big competition, so I, I think they're going to go with where he does. So you, you you have them taking train Lance at number three, UJ? 
No, no, no. I haven't he, taken Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. That's right. And Bob, yeah. who do you, who'd you have them taking number three? Um, probably, I don't this week, I'm going to say it's Mac Jones. You know, <laughs> could change before okay. my, my final picks, but fair I enough. So number four is the Atlanta Falcons, a team that has um, Matt Ryan at quarterback. His salary cap hit next year is forty five million dollars, so he's not going anywhere the next two years. So you have to take that into account as well. Do they take a quarterback, mm. um, or are they going to take a player? I, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts here. That's my, yeah. that's my opinion. He's too I, good. But Kyle <laughs> yeah. Pitts is so good. He is so I kind of see that too, actually. So I, yeah. I think he's well. They say he's the best. Everything I've seen, most people are saying he's the best, second best player in the entire draft after Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, that guy is a walking mismatch with his height. He seems like speed. a Calvin Johnson like type special he, athlete. Like on yeah, steroids. Yeah, longer arms than Calvin Johnson had. Same height. Didn't jump quite as high. A little slower, but. He's not a receiver. He's a tight end. I mean, he's a that's a freak. Yeah, he's a tight end, but who can cover him? You can line him up outside like a wideout, and he can run a four four. He can outrun most cornerbacks. It, <laughs> you can do yeah. anything with that guy. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I, did anybody not have uh, Kyle Pitts going here at four? Uh, I wanted no, I to be Pitts. someone else, but no. <laughs> yeah, I had Kyle Pitts going. All right. So, wow, it consensus number four. We actually agree on that one. I know. It's crazy. All right. So, number five is the Bengals. And then number – so, the Bengals, another interesting team that needs, like, offensive linemen, um, a lot of people mocking them. I actually had Jamar Chase going here to them at number five. uh, I think if this pick's going to be – like, four and five are going to be a flip-flop. Whoever takes one is going to take the other. If the the Falcons take, like, Sewell, then the – the burrow they'll t- uh, still get burrow pits but i think they'll take sewell here i think they're going to give burrow a blindside protector interesting um and i mean right now their left tackle is jonah williams who they drafted a year ago or two oh, years ago right sorry tackle, two years then. ago so that'd be interesting to see what they would do um from that perspective is if they take their first rounder from two years ago and put him to right tackle and then put Penny Sewell. You can't go wrong with top-notch O-linemen, though. I mean, when you got a young quarterback, it's just, you can't go wrong there. Right. They, they can I, put him... And the thing with Penny Sewell is he he won't be 21 till October. This guy is super wow. young. <laughs> yeah. um, but also a guy with very limited tape. Then also opted out last year. Um, only two years at the college level he played. Freshman, sophomore, uh, all-American level. Uh, so, I mean, the guy's obviously a special athlete. Yeah. Uh, but I do our chase. Jack has, or Rudd Dog has um, Penny cool. Sewell. UJ, who I'm, do you have? I'm gonna say Devonta Smith, Alabama. I give uh, you oh, know, wow. give Joe Burrow a weapon. Give him a weapon, man. You're high on him, huh? I love I love the guy. I mean, how can you not? I might be. I'd be happy to get this guy. I re- I really would. I think he's just just a tremendous player. Fair I mean, enough. he he's so fluid. I mean, the guys he makes people look silly out there, and it looks like he's not even trying it. The guy's just really, really good. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind him seeing fall, him fall to us, but I think uh, the Bengals are going to take him. And Bob, who you got? I have uh, – who do I – wait, Jamar Chase. I have Jamar Chase um, going there, too. That's, you guys both have Jamar. Yep, so we both have oh. Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah, he, the guy is ridiculously good, man. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he's an obvious – to me, he's the obvious number one receiver off the board. But. I, I would agree with that too. Um, and just because also what he offers 
over Devonta Smith, I think, is like like point of catch um, type balls. And I think what Smith is good at is, I mean, he he runs and he, he his ability to get open obviously is really good. But I think that tightens a little bit in the NFL compared to what Chase offers. Like he can make a catch that otherwise maybe Smith couldn't. I think that's what separates those two. I don't bit. know. Smith was a pretty good jump baller, but he didn't have to do it too often. So let, let's move on to number six now. So the Eagles were in front of us. Then the Dolphins make that trade with San Francisco and trade up in front of us um, to number six. Uh, yeah. so, so crazy jumping around. Again, this is a month out, and we already know that Like you would expect this to happen on draft day. All these <laughs> trades have happened a month out. Pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um, so regardless, so you have the Dolphins here at number six. Um I, I think they're going to be taking a wide receiver here too, um, and I I actually think that's going to be Jalen Waddle. That's who I think they like a lot. Wow, that's who I had. Devontae Smith. Yeah, interesting. I had uh, Jalen Waddle too because they got to give Tua some weapons if he's going to develop, and they've got plenty of capital. Um, and I, I think they're going to go with the receiver there. I have Jamar uh, Chase going there, and I have. Uh... Jamar Chase going there also. Uh, there's a lot of talk, too, that the Dolphins were thinking about quarterback because they're not sold on Tua. Uh, that that would be really interesting if That'd they took the quarterback here. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to take the receiver. Interesting. Um, so you got you guys think Jamar Chase falls to six? I, th- I think the Dolphins move to six knowing, like, they had – these three receivers in a certain order, they know they're going to grab one of them. That's why they move the six. So, think- so how, how much is the difference, Bob and, and Z, Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase? You think, you think uh, Devonta yeah. Smith or, or Jamar Chase is that much better than Devonta Smith? That much, I mean, measurably I I, better. I mean, he's got the size, the NFL size. I mean, I think they're both going to be really well, good. Well, he's got NFL that players. build. He's more filled but out than Chase. He's or, a little heavier. Yeah. about – same 30, height, right? 30 I mean, pounds out here. Uh, Devontae Smith is an inch taller, I think, or inch or two taller. He's like 6'1". Yeah, he's 6'1". I, um, I just don't see, yeah. see what the difference is. I mean, is it just body, the build? The, the I think you have later. to take into account blocking here, too, as well. Jamar Chase is a significantly better blocker than Devonta Smith as well. I mean, I'll okay. give you that one. That one, that's probably one play. That'd be the one thing I'd agree that he outshines Devontae Smith completely because just because of his frame. But, I mean – did he ever have a 215 yard game in a, in one half? I don't know. But I'm just saying, how can you ignore what he's put on film? I mean, oh, LSU yeah. also had Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, other first round picks on that offense. So they had multiple very weapons. True. Yeah. It's a great Chase. And he still led the team in touchdowns on that vaunted offense. So, um, so what? you have to take that into account, too. I'm always skept- a little skeptical of the opt-out people, though. That's the only thing that yeah. I don't like. But there's a lot of those this year. So, um, the, the Lions took a guy that um, didn't play the year before they drafted him, and Mike uh. Williams. That turned out really well for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. He was great. <laughs> All right. So, let's go on now to number seven, and that is yes. the Detroit Lions. Yeah, baby. baby. We're on the board. Um, first of all, does anybody think that we trade back at this point before? Um, I would like to. I, would like I don't know to if it's well. going to be there. I mean, it wouldn't trade back far, but if they could trade back a few slots and get a, another player, I think there's enough player, enough talent in this area where they could go back yeah. a few slots and still get a yeah. great player. 
Like, there's like three or four linebackers that if we could trade back like five spots, that would be more appropriate there. So the possible trade partners I have at least are the Broncos at number nine. Um, I, I think they are an obvious trade up partner. And then the Patriots at number 15 overall. Why do you think they want to trade up for us? Which one, the Broncos or the Patriots or both? Both. Why? What's, what's going to be there that you think is going to entice them? Well, at least if my mock draft falls, as I have said it is, then Justin Fields is available here at number seven. Mm. And I actually don't think – so in my mock draft, at least, the Lions don't trade back. They take Justin Fields at number seven. That's who I think oh. they take in this draft. Oh, I think he's oh, too good of a quarterback prospect to pass up on. And let, let's say Jared Goff turns out great, then phenomenal. We have an, a humongous asset at the most important position in the sport. And they can either trade that for more assets down the line, or if Jared Goff plays great, then we can trade him for more, multiple assets down the line and then have Justin Fields come in on that rookie contract. So I think it's a win-win, um, and that's why I think the Lions would take Justin Fields here. That's a really interesting take, Steve. It is interesting. I must say. I, I, just, I, I just think he's too the, – the upside is too high to pass on him at this number seven spot. But mm-hmm. that is me. Uh, what What is um, – well, let's go to you, Bob. What do you have at number seven? What do you have the Lions doing? Well, yeah, this is an interesting slot for Lions. Like, like I said, I, I would like them to trade down a few, few uh, if they could, just to add more draft capital since we're in the rebuild. But uh, there's cool. a few guys I could see here. Like, <laughs> I, I wide receiver for sure. If Jamar Chase fell, I would snap him up instantly. But I don't think he will fall that far. And um, you know, I wouldn't be mad if they got Jalen Waddle. But uh, I, if he falls, which I don't know if he will either, is I would see Penny Sewell, who I have for the pick. Because if they, if they establish that line, if we get a solid line because we're building for the future, build the trenches, man. I know oh, we have sure. Decker. You know, we can move. One of them is going to have to move. I mean, well, it would be Sewell moving. But uh, yeah. I think he could. He's a young guy. And uh, I'd just say build the trenches. So I have Penny Sewell. For more well, well, I'm going to follow up on that, Bob, because uh, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I I mean, the only uh, thing holding us back from possibly getting him is if the Bengals took him, I think. But if the Bengals don't take him, I think he's going to fall to us. And, and I'm totally on board with you, exactly for the reasons you said. Build those trenches, baby. We, we have a chance to have an elite O-line here. I, I, I would love that pick. Love hey, it. UJ, just a quick question on what you're saying. If, if like, Sewell, Devonta Smith, and – Jamar Chase were there. Who would you grab? Sewell. Okay. That's no it. hesitation. Yeah. I want, I want to build really? that line. I'm, I'm serious. I want to build that line. Yeah. I'm just saying you want to build a line, but I, I feel like the better value would be. No, uh, you know, we, we get enamored with shiny things. Okay. These, these guys who run real fast and jump real high and all that. And then you look at teams like two years ago when the Niners went to the Super Bowl, they, they went with trenches, man. They had a bunch of no name guys running the ball and catching the ball. No one can remember any of those guys, but their lines were dominant, man. If we get dominant in the trenches, we're, we're going to be great. So I, I said we build the trenches, not forget that. It's easy to go after that shiny object, you know, And uh, but I, I'm all for building them trenches, man. Get the best mother donors. Rudd Dog, who'd you have? What do you have here? What do you have the Lions? Oh my gosh, this is a really tough spot just because there's such a going to be a, there's going to be a wealth of talent available for us. So, um, so I'm. This is a tough one because in 
we finally are in a spot where we could t- have our pick of the litter as of, of defenders and the defensive class is a bit sparse and but we do have a linebacker who meets every single physical criteria you could possibly like you drop in a lab in Micah Parsons and if they do assess him and determine that his character is right and that his time off this season wasn't a detriment and whatnot I think I think he's going to be the guy, a, a, an impact defender who could, you know, cover the entire field, do everything you want, whether it's rushing the pass or dropping into coverage, stopping the run. The guy's a freak of nature physically. So I, I'm saying, assuming that they talk to him and they get, they feel comfortable, I think Micah Parsons is going to be the pick. But it'd be awfully oh, wow. tempting to go with someone like Devontae Smith, who could be a, an absolute weapon when you look at, you know, well, any of those top receivers. But or if Sewell's there, maybe him, but I'm going with Micah Parsons in this scenario. Uh, it's going to take their own assessment behind the scenes, which we don't, we can't see. But in any other year, you look at his physicality, like Von Miller, he has, he's freakier measurables than Von Miller, and he went in the top five. So I, I really like this guy physically. We'll see what he turns out to be, but that's my pick here in this one. Yeah, that, I mean that—that's really interesting. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm still really high on Micah Parsons too, just because he's such an athletic freak, and he, he, it's hard to find those guys, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah his yeah. coverage skills are concerning, but that's only because I, I don't know if it's Penn State's defense or like. Also, they didn't believe in him as a coverage, but apparently he barely played in any coverage in college. He pretty much was like a guy that just like was like just find a hole and just explode through it. Um, yeah. and, and maybe that's what the Lions known, want to do with it. They're him. known for coverage linebackers. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> you see that kid from uh, Kentucky, though? Because he, he's really intriguing, too. Uh, ran a 4-3-7 at 6-4-2-34. And some people are saying he might be better than Collins. I mean, than uh, Parsons. Parsons. Uh, what's his, uh, she was, his name's like Jamin. Jamin Davis. 6-4-2-34, ran a 4-3-7 at his pro day. And he's supposed to be good in coverage and everything. Like, this dude's a, another freak. So, I think, unfortunately, like, based on early projections, what we're seeing, like, Jamie Davis, Joe uh, Owuso Komara from Notre Dame, Michael Parsons, if we could trade back five to ten spots, I think we're in, like, prime spot to take any one of them. But I'm going to uh, make an assumption that the Lions talk to a guy like Michael Parsons and feel good about him. So, that's why I'm going with that choice. But there's a few really good linebackers but they'll probably all be gone by the second round <laughs> that sucks and then we there's really a really need that and rud dog there's jeremiah awusu koromoa out of i just uh, mentioned him oh it, it, say. oh i'm yeah, sorry he did yeah like but none of them are like parsons and that uh they uh damon are like the only ones who really physically match what we were looking for in the top 10 but like yeah there's all the top linebackers will probably be gone by the second round which we really need a good linebacker. <laughs> so. Right. And and Bob and uh, UJ, I just want to throw out there, too, I, you guys both have Sewell up there as, like, the top tackle. I, I wouldn't I – w- don't be surprised if Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern goes before him as well. Some scouts right. are higher on him than they are on Sewell. He'll definitely be up high. Um, and he's, I think he's someone that they project as a, a possible tackle, uh, but also, like, an all-pro type guard. So uh, the Lions could always use a guard, <laughs> oh, yeah, especially either, for yeah. how that position's gone through. Uh, the I think years. Sewell is going to be an all-pro myself. But uh, but what I like about what we're talking about for the Lions pick, if we stay at seven, you know, if we can't trade back or whatever, 
there's so many good players. Like if we ended up with Devonta right. Smith, I'd be happy with Ooh. that. I think so he fits I. Jared Goff's game. You know, that he gives yeah. somebody who can zip around, you know, and move around um, when he gets the ball. So I, I think there's a lot of good choices here. So they Definitely. can't screw it up, right? <laughs> hey, <whoa. laughs> Don't say something so bold. There's a, that kid from USC is getting some uh, talking up too. Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera uh, Tucker, yeah, the guard. Yeah, sure, that's his name. Um, yeah, him. No, he's a guard yeah. tackle. He's played left tackle too for them. This is a deep offensive lineman draft, so oh. um, I think there's we'll some good options dip. in the second round um, as well. Yeah, well, same with wide receiver, and there's a lot of wide receivers going high, but I think there's going to be depth too. Yeah. Should we should oh, that yeah, be our sure. segue to the second round because I have a receiver going to our second pick. Round I think so. Two. So let's go to you, let's go to you, Rod Dog. You seem ready to to, to say what's on your mind. So, so we get Micah two. Parsons. He's going to be our new weapon on defense. Our new weapon on offense is going to be Rondell Moore, baby. Speedster out of Purdue ran a four two nine forty. Absolute playmaker for Purdue. Uh, you know, people weren't 100% sure about his speed. They figured he was fast, but maybe like four, mid four, 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 five type. Sort of like, uh, you know, a little quicker than fast type guy, but then he blazed his 40 at his pro day. And he's looking like an absolute weapon. I would love to get this guy. He could be our Tariq Hill type. So that's my pick. Nice. That's nice. a fun one. Uh, Bob, let's go to you. Who do you have in the second round here? All right. Well, I mean, these, these uh, draft boards are all over the place, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, so you don't know where these guys are going to fall, but I actually have the guy we were just talking about, Jeremiah Abusa Karamoa from Notre Ooh. Dame. The guy was a, the guy was <laughs> a uh, <laughs> all American, you know, defensive uh, player of the year. So the guy's, uh, the guy's legit or ACC defensive player, there, but he was, uh, we, we need linebacker help. And I think Hell he's yeah. pretty good. Just you picking a Notre Dame guy. Just, yeah. I know. He's done it before. Uh, I picked <laughs> last year for that's the Lions, true. too. That's so true. You, you picked Aquara, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Really? Uh, you, think, like, you think he falls all the way to the seventh pick does. of the second round? I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping he will. <laughs> I, no, he could, though, the way that he shakes out. I don't know. Well, David is like his pro comparison, too, so. Not a bad comparison, Delonte David. Yeah. He did okay and, in the Super Bowl. And I did look at several mocks just to see if it was feasible. And so I'm not the only one who thinks he could be in that area. So it's interesting. Not, not totally out of the realm of possibility. You know, other like linebackers, yeah. I think that could be there. Uh, like the Jamin Davis, like uh, Rudd Dog mentioned, uh, definitely a possibility. Zayvon Collins, he might fall to that. I see him go as high as like 15. It's so hard to. It's all and, over and, the place. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, uh, right. I know. <laughs> that's what makes it fun, though, too. Uh, the unpredictability, for sure. Um, because David like Collins would be a good grab. Yeah, and have we seen his measurables yet? I, I he ran a four six seven at his pro day. Mm. So not is that too, nothing is that too crazy, slow for he, you, Rudd Dog. No, I mean he's a, he at two fifty six. I mean he's a big dude. He's so uh, he's six four two fifty six, and he was an absolute playmaker in Tulsa. What he got the Bronco Nagurski award or not Nagurski? What's the linebacker one? The Dicka Buckus award? That's yeah, Buckus award. He won the Buckus award for best linebacker. I mean, dude's a stud. That's functional speed for a dude that size. That's plenty to work with. 
it's not elite, but that's that size. That's that's pretty good. So let's throw this over to you, Jay. Now, who do you have them taking in the second round? Okay, I was really torn on this one. I I was thinking about Rondell Moore also, like uh, uh, Red Dog, but uh, I think we might address the defense here after uh, picking an old lineman in the first round. I'm going to go with Jamin Davis, baby. Not Jamin, Jamin. He's going to come to the line and he's going to be jamming from day one. He's going to rip some heads off. He's going to be jamming <laughs> with the Lions, man. And he's going to help turn his defense into a amazing defense. And uh, we're all going to be jamming. The jamming. We're jamming. <laughs> we mm. be jamming. The jamming with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's my pick. I, I Like I said, he could go in the first round. But like Bob was saying, there, there's there's so many different ways this thing can go. Oh, so uh, I say he, he, he might fall there and we're going to get him. So that's my pick. He's got decent size. Is he fast? You know, four three seven at his pro day. Yeah. Four three seven. So freakish. Yeah, that would be Very great. Fast. I'd be psyched. That sounds good. Oh man, so I I keep going. Back. This second round one is so tough. They can go so many uh, directions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking about like running back. Uh, Javante Williams out of North Carolina. I think that'd be a really fun one. If you haven't got a chance to watch him, please do. He's he's a really fun watch breaks a lot of tackles i think he has good vision too um but i i don't think that's who we're going to take um some offensive linemen to throw out there wyatt davis out of oklahoma or ohio state sorry creed humphrey out of oklahoma uh 320 and 315 both so some big guys that we can plug in a guard the lines need a guard <laughs> um but Bo benchwell is not coming back <laughs> uj and he's oh well he never what about our the big <laughs> Goon we got last year. Yeah, from Big, Kentucky, yeah. Big V? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Logan? Uh, Logan, Logan Stenberg. Logan Stenberg. Yeah, Logan Stenberg. I still got high hopes for him. High hopes. High. Maybe the uh, – High hopes. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I just think the fact that he didn't even touch the roster. Like, he never was active once all year. Was the, a, He was in the weight room uh, lifting. Except for, like, on field goal unit he, a couple times over the year. He was He was concerned. training and building his body <laughs> for this season. They knew that ahead of time. So, he didn't have time to get on the field last year because he was busy training. So, this year, he'll be ready. Watch. He's a bruiser. He's an animal. He's a destroyer of human people. <laughs> so <laughs> watch for him to be there okay so who do i think we're gonna take so my dream pick and then my real pick i guess i'm gonna do here i have two dream picks first of all if somehow christian barrymore was the fall here i would take Ooh, him Ooh, i would love that. that would be nice um i don't think he will because he's easily the top ranked interior defensive lineman uh which there are mm-hmm. few of um the second dream one would be Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. That guy can break a million tackles, and I would absolutely be head over a heels um, in love with that pick <laughs> if we could get him. Um, a million but, in like one run? <laughs> that yeah. Would be um, but I do think we're going to take um, Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State, the offensive lineman. So. Hmm. I'll right. probably name a lot of people don't know, but that is my prediction as of now. I don't think a lot of guards go in the top of the second round usually, but that would not be bad if he's a stud. I, I think it's a pretty – I think you're going to see a lot of offensive linemen taken in the second round this year. There's, like, a lot of them are fitting into that, like, 
spot in the draft, I feel, with the rankings uh, that I've seen from most of these people. Well, that's the one I like the most, uh, from what yeah, I've seen. Yeah, they're seeing how important they are. I mean, we – I mean, because like, you know that's the other thing we're like one. you never know how these things start like someone picks the first guard in the first round and a run starts because everyone wants to get in on the deep pool of o-linemen or you know how it goes but you never know these things it's always crazy which is like you said part of the fun i almost picked baron browning the linebacker out of ohio state too um but i, I decided against that for my prediction but i do think that is also somebody that they might be targeting in the second hmm. round here what is he? Uh, Tell us a little about him. I don't really know anything about him. Um, I I should have pulled up his uh, numbers here. Uh, I I don't have him up right now, but he, he's just like he's a guy that is a sure tackler. Um, has decent, not like elite speed by any means, but just a guy that's. Uh, I mean, he's a senior at Ohio State, so he's a little on the older side in terms of like the draft prospects coming out. Um, yeah, like just a sound tackler. Or... Hmm? It's not a very ringing endorsement for a potential second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> he can tackle. <laughs> he's a warm body. I like older. When I read a scouting report that says he's a sure tackler, that's I, I like to see that. Um, Come on, Big Z, raise your expectations here. We don't have. We can do tackle and be good at other things. <laughs> um, he's six foot three, two forty. Um, so he has a size okay. for a linebacker. Uh, my my file right now that I had on him is not loading. So I apologize, uh, but I do know that is his size. <laughs> so you, okay. you and I have a similar board here. We've got the uh, Penny Sewell and then a linebacker for. Yeah. Very similar. Round. Very so. similar. Wow. It so. scares me slightly. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I so like it though. I like five, it. I... Oh, here, four, five, six, 40 yard dash, uh, red dog cool. and 37 and a half inch vertical. Oh, pretty good athlete. I like that. All right. So I'm just throwing out the name as well. Uh, So, uh, but all this being said, I hope we trade down a little bit and get a few more draft picks and uh, our board will be totally different. (laughs) uh, A couple of DN prospects I'd like to bring up. Uh, Jalen Phillips. He was played second fiddle to that Gregory Rossu in in Miami, but he ran a four, five, six at, 6'5", 260 pounds, 66 pounds. Like, uh, some people think he might actually be better, so maybe he won't be there in the second. And then uh, Jay Juan Osa or something, Jalen Osa, uh, Jayon, I think. Penn State, freaky freak athlete, 6'5", like 260, ran a 4'3", 9". Same speed oh, as – Oh, yeah, O-A. O-A. Ran the same speed as Parsons at like 20 pounds heavier – and a couple, an inch taller, so or inch or two taller, freaky, freaky freak. Not the most productive, but huge upside there. Yeah, he. I think he had one sack last year, which is concerning. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he only like and only that. like five the year before. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Uh, I I've heard yeah. comparisons to him with Daniel Hunter in terms of a guy that uh, um, didn't produce in college but can do it very successfully in the NFL. Um, it's like but he uh, was a third Sean rounder, Perry. and this guy is much more athletic than Daniel Hunter is. So, got all the tools. That's got to be like a, a, you know, the coach's like wet dream or the ultimate like I can turn this dude into the best with that upside. Exactly. Um, so, we just went through two rounds of our wildly up and down mock draft. Uh, discussed a lot of possible prospects, and we'll be discussing more here as well. Um, as we are exactly 
from the day of this recording, three weeks out um, three from weeks the out. NFL draft. Hey, Z. Oh, hey, baby. And we're going to do our final mock, which will cover everything. Right. Our final picks. We'll lock it in before the draft. But can we talk about one more Lions thing that came up this week? What do you think about Jack Fox talking about kickoffs that go through the goalpost should be one point for the team? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> I missed awesome. that quote. I missed that yeah. one. Yeah, he, he put it on his social media or whatever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think, I think awesome. that would be one of the stupidest <laughs> rules in all of sports. You'd have to, like, penalize it. Like, it would have to be one of those things where, like, if you missed it, like, you something happens, there's a penalty, though. Like, No, it's just the it, kickoff. It's the kickoff. Yeah. I know, but, like, a potential just arbitrary point that might be well, tagged on every time you kick it through. You, do, you can't defend it is the problem for me. Like, no, it, we can, can we though. Can we, like, build pyramids of human pyramids on the field to <laughs> stop it? Well, how about we add a new rule that the runback guy can catch it when it goes through the goalpost, but if he runs it out past the 25, it doesn't count. What if they kick it in the stands? <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's going he, can get the it, he can get it in the stands and run <laughs> out to the 25. It's yeah, hit the net. <laughs> you could defend it like Calvin used to stuff the ball over the goalpost. Yeah. Like if it's right there, you could jump, put your hands up, and bat it down. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I'm convinced now. I'm really, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Be uh, Kyle Pitts' draft stock just went up even more. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like uh, I'm trying to think of like a small like like on the Bears uh, something like or on the Lions. Let's go with the Lions player. Uh, like if Jamal Agnew was back there, we have uh, Taylor Decker throwing Jamal Agnew up in the air to try to stop like him. a like a cheerleader <laughs> formation, and they're like doing yeah, like exactly the exactly. face and the flyer. Exactly. <laughs> so right, really fun. little guys. Jalen Waddle's draft stock just went up more too because he's so small. So it's guys that can fly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh man. Uh, well, we t- and we talked about how small Devonta Smith is, right? So his stock is going up too. He's tall and super light. It's like the perfect combo. So like yeah. he's got six one all that length, but he weighs nothing. So wispy hair. <laughs> all right, let him have one of those mini trampolines, you know. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop our podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, listeners, Instagram at drinking blue Kool Aid, Twitter at drinking lions. Please follow us on our social media. There, as it was leading up to the draft, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review. We'd really appreciate that as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. A big Z for Bob, Rudd Dog, UJ. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! Go! go. charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain alliance victory
Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big